Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, he's drinking Monster out of a straw, so we're going to let him loose here in just a minute. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here in Missoula, Montana, the epicenter because the 122nd edition of the fiercest rivalry in the West descends upon Missoula on Saturday afternoon. We got to get a give a little love to the whole rest of the wide world of sports here uh, in the state of Montana. So we will definitely, certainly be talking tons of rivalry game today. We'll hear from uh, the the first set of our special guests. We got former players from both the Montana State and Montana side of things coming on the show this week. Today at four thirty, we'll hear from Denarius McGee, a two time All American, two time. Uh, Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Year and a three-time Big Sky Conference champion. Oh, by the way, he happens to be the, one of the quarterback coaches down there for the Houston Texans, coaching, I think, for sure, at least the midpoint of the season, the rookie of the year in the NFL and C.J. Stroud. So Denarius will join us about 4.30. We also will hear from Dylan McFarlane, former NFL draft pick, Kalispell native, All-American for the Grizz in the early 2000s, and a guy who now makes his home in Missoula. He's a lawyer here in town, so uh, he's going to swing by. We'll see if we can fit him on the camera. Dylan's about 6'7", so we'll see if his head even fits in the screen. Uh, But one of my favorite guys to talk ball with, I know he listens to this show all the time, which always makes me so happy knowing that guys that were in it, that have been a part of the rivalry, uh, tune in with us here. So that'll be about 5.30. And in between that, we're going to have our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week. It's actually getting harder to pick because we only have a couple games to pick from. And by next week, we'll have state champions. So it's basically just going to be the state championship game MVP next week. Then we'll have some postseason awards. So Pete Hamill from Vertical Rays will join us to present that award. We'll also hear from 
Andrew Houghton, anti-Gregor X, Skyline Sports, breaking down all things rivalry. But off the top, our man, Kyle Hansen is in studio with us from KPAX Television, MTN, across the state of Montana. You can find all his work, of course, uh, on KPAX, as well as on uh, montanasports.com. He's also the sideline guy uh, for the Grizz broadcast, and he'll be on the sidelines at Washington Grizzly Stadium on Saturday. Kyle uh, joined us for our Big Sky Breakdown podcast series in the uh, fall, leading up to the season, and I figured, hey, there's a whole bunch of colleagues that we got that know a whole bunch of stuff, but this guy knows high school and college sports really well. So I wanted to do a little prep extra style with him and then also talk some rivalry. So we'll get to it here uh, in just a minute. That's what's coming up here on Nuanas Now. If you want to be a part of the show, you always can. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangus Brothers RV phone line. And, of course, if you want to stream the show, the ESPN MT app works, as does 1029ESPN.com. If you want to be, like I said, you can text it or call it 406-888-1029. And uh, if you want to be a part of the show, please do so. We're going to make this opening segment our Treasure State Stars. Usually we highlight various individual performances, but we're just going to highlight all of the things that are going on in the state of Montana. I teased about you drinking your your monster. <laughs> you are like the energy drink master. I am, yeah. I've been, try- have- I've been trying to get you on like the yerba mate, like organic stuff, but you're like, nope, give me the diesel fuel. I need I need the hardcore stuff. Yeah, I don't really have blood. It's just sugar. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just kind of pivoted in the last few years with it, this business in the late nights. It's it's because you watch so much UFC. You're, well, that too. You're, you're becoming <laughs> like the fighters. Slowly but surely, so, right? Slowly but but surely, um, well, I, I'm always teasing you about your monsters because you're always doing it on the road. But I mean, how's the season been for you, man? I mean, it's been, uh, been a fuck, it's been a whirlwind. This it's crazy. Year. Yeah, no, it's been a ton of fun. Um, I just, it's funny you mentioned the Big Sky breakdown because that was right after we got a chance to cover Sean O'Malley in Boston winning the bantamweight championship. Totally. That was back in late August, and here we are three months later. I just, I, it, it's, it's crazy. It's so cliche, but every year I just can't believe how fast everything is going. It's true. Been a great fall. You know, a lot of fun. I mean, the Grizz have made things incredibly interesting around here the season they're putting together. And then we just have a number of high school teams that are competing for state championships this weekend and have earlier this fall. So it's been a blast and I just can't believe next week's Thanksgiving. Well, one of the uh, sound bites of the, the rivalry so far uh, this week came last week after the Portland State game. You did the sideline interview with Montana senior quarterback Clifton McDowell and he said, and hey, now we're going to get ready for the Battle of the Brawl or whatever they call it. <laughs> yes. This has gotten so many reactions. What did you think when he said that, though? In the moment, it was. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really funny because it was very much just because you see the arguments about what to call the rivalry. For sure. And you see it everywhere. And I just love that he was just kind of like, Battle of the Brawl, whatever. We just won this game. We'll get to it later. So I thought it was really funny. In the moment, I was like, well, do I tell him what it is? But I thought it was kind of impactful that, you know, he just said what it was because, I mean, it's very Cliff. You know, we were talking off camera a little bit. He's very laid back. He's very chill. Nothing phases him, and that's why the Grizz are as good as they are with him at quarterback. <laughs> it's it's definitely true. It's a sort of microcosmic example of what uh, he's all about. Yep. I was I was trolling you guys on Monday, saying we got to get rid of the brawl of the wild. I'm actually not as steadfast about it as I always try to make it seem like I am, but I will say the battle of the brawl is better than the brawl of the wild. I like I like battle of the brawl. That's pretty it's not good. Bad, you know, right? let's, someone say something. We could do something with the great divide. You know, if we totally. were to change the name a little bit. But you know, I've always liked the brawl of the wild. Growing up in Billings, I thought it was a cool nickname. You know, it's unique. Um, it is I unique. Was, I was telling Coulter, it's like as someone who went to the University of Arizona, who their rivalry with Arizona State is known as the Territorial Cup, which is a <laughs> terrible name. That's bad. Like, that's a bad name, objectively. Yeah, for sure. So I, I like it. But yeah, Battle of the Brawl, you know, some nice little twist uh, to it. It's for, it's for sure. We could do 
just call it the brawl. That'd be good. I, I mean, like that, that. That, that would be a sticking point. I just honestly, we don't live in the wild. I always think that's so funny. There's a lot of people in Montana that do live very wildly. We do not in Missoula or Bozeman. This, these are cities. I know they're small populations, but. It's urban lifestyle comparatively compared to like where, you know, I mean, Brody Greeby's from a town of 120 people, man. There's he, no cell service there. He, he lives in the wild. Right, correct. <laughs> like, Trayton Pickering lives somewhere around Sunburst. Yes. You know, like not even in a place. So, you know, those guys, baby, uh, and they're playing the game, so maybe it is more uh, applicable. But we're going to come back to the rivalry game, but um, it's it's high school state championship. We, we've had a couple high school state championships play out. Last couple weeks as well. Cross country is already in the books. Volleyball was this last weekend uh, as well. I know you're always all over the place. So, I mean, what have been some of your favorite moments or just favorite things you've seen on the high school beat so far this year? One of the things that I think has been really fun to watch, and it was especially in the playoff run, was Hellgate Girls Soccer. Yeah. It was kind of cool, you know, seeing that they, you know, we're so used to the boys program who just wins every single year. And honestly, just didn't even know that this was the first time they'd made the state championship game. Really good collective group of kids and athletes who we covered a lot. A lot of them also play basketball and they've had a lot of success the last few years in basketball. So it's cool seeing that translate over a number of sports. So I really enjoyed watching their success and seeing what's happened there. I mean, and then on this list too, you know, Florence, I mean, they're about to potentially make history, which totally. is pretty cool. And, you know, it's it, the thing that I kind of go back to with Florence is I think when they won state two years ago, it was the first time since 1979 that they won state. And all of a sudden they wait 40 years to win state, and then they're um, about to three-peat, which is pretty crazy to think of the turnaround of that program and just that community as a whole. There's so much that goes into it, too. I mean, I do think that there's some um, some population factors. Like, Missoula is growing, and yep. it's kind of growing that way. I think a lot of people have moved out that way, and so a lot of kids are going to Florence instead of coming into Missoula. Mm-hmm. It's always been great athletes in Lolo. I remember a lot of Lolo kids used to come in and go to Big Sky. Well, now they can just drive out to Florence. It's probably closer. Right. I think that's one part. But also... You just have to give so much credit to Pat Duchesne and his staff. I mean, if, if for those that haven't been to a Florence game, I mean, Class B teams usually dress, what, 25, 30 kids? You yeah. go to the Florence game, there's like 65 kids yeah. on the sidelines. They made football a super cool thing. And when you have numbers like that and people are into it, I think it goes a long way. It does, yeah. And it's really cool to see what they do and how they've turned around. The community still supports them. It's a community that's not getting tired of the winning because sometimes that can happen. Sure. But it is, yeah, you get they get all the boy athletes. I mean, they had some a lot of studs the last few years on their program. I mean, it was two years ago after they won their first state title that they, I think, had five guys go play college football totally. from a Class B school, which is a ton. I mean, that's a huge chunk losing. That could doom you. You, but then the fact that they keep reloading, they lose Pat Duchesne's son, Patrick, and uh, they've refilled it with a quarterback and Mason Arlington. And, you know, they just, they're right back where they are. And they're probably the favorites going up against Manhattan. We haven't really even touched on volleyball yet uh, because it's it just, oh, I, this is why I feel bad sometimes for the high school kids. I know that they do get a lot of, of coverage in a variety of different media outlets, but sometimes we just don't have the time to get there. We're sitting here on a Tuesday, though, so I will acknowledge this at least for just a minute. Billings West wins the Class AA title. Did they go undefeated? Was it? Did they make it? All the, they were undefeated at one point. They they were at least close to being undefeated if they didn't. That's a good question. I I want to say yeah, probably close to it. Um, and I think they've come up short the last couple of years. I want to say yeah. they lost a senior a year ago. They did, yes. So they got to rebound from that, which was cool for them for sure. Harden wins Class A, so Harden has a great group of girl athletes right now because they also won state cross. 
country. So yep. uh, double dip for for Harden. Uh, rolled at volleyball too. Uh, uh, rolled in volleyball. Swept the state championship match against uh, Billing Central. Of course, Class B Huntley Project won. We should just write that in ink yeah. forever. I mean, they've won, I think, 15 out of the last 21 or something like that. It's impossible, the uh, the, the success that they've had over there. Manhattan Christian, their dynasty continues as well. Uh, they sweep Broadus in the uh, state championship match. I'm just going through the brackets here real quick. Uh, and that, So that's your Class C state championship. So I don't, I've always wondered this. Do you have any theories on this? Why do you think dynasties are so prevalent in volleyball? That's a good question. Because it's like Billing Senior in double A. Yeah. It's Huntley Project in B, Manhattan Christian in C. A's been right. a little more fluid, but forever it was Lewistown in A that was so good. I don't right. I don't know. Is there any reason for that? Well, funny thing too is when I was also at the Billings Gazette, it was Billing Central was going on a run. So three yeah. of the four state champions every year were in Yellowstone County. So I don't know why the East is also so prevalent with it. I think with volleyball, it's kind of one of those sports that club season translates a lot. That's right. And you have coaches that also bleed into the club yeah. season, the AAU. That's and, right. Yeah. You know, basketball you see it a little bit, but Volleyball, like Iona Stuckey at Huntley Project, has been running this stuff forever. Right. I think at a small school like that, they made it cool to play volleyball. All these, they have a ton of girls who go play volleyball at the next level, and I think that's an easy draw over there. Especially when, like, hey, you can come play volleyball here, then you can go to Rocky or MSUB, not be too far from home, maybe play a larger level. So I think it's just easier because, like, you just see those coaches year round, and you know, Ty Gregorat's wife is doing the same thing with that Big Sky Volleyball. Totally, club. yeah. Candice Gregorat doing a great job over there. She's former Bobcat volleyball player yep. from Roundup, and she's doing a great job there. Um, Alison Lawrence's husband, Nate, he's also yep. a club coach here in Missoula, and they have some momentum going there as well. So um, it is. That's a good point, just the sort of crossover uh, with club volleyball. Kyle Hansen in studio with us. He'll be on the sideline Saturday for the rivalry game. Montana State at Montana, first top five showdown in the rivalry and an outright Big Sky title on the line. You listen to Nuanas now on ESPN Radio. It's our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes, because uh, Parkside Credit Union, great place to get a loan all throughout Western Montana. Give them a call. They love to say yes. Um, how about the uh, the state championships we're about to see then? I, I find it fascinating at the AA level. I said all year I thought it was wide open because I thought there was like 10 like pretty good teams. I didn't know if anybody was actually the, the cream of the crop. And yeah. then all of a sudden you started to see some separation and then you're like, oh, there are two really good teams. Yeah. And then they both get the one seeds and now they're playing each other. So there actually wasn't any parody. It actually was just a collision course between Glacier and Bozeman. Right. Yeah, we had a pretty good idea Glacier was going to be really good this year. They had yeah. a couple of kids commit to the Grizz and then they have this quarterback, Jackson Presley, who came here and as a sophomore is drawing FBS interest. Totally. You know? And so that that's a game changer. They were pretty good a year ago. Glacier with Grady Bennett, they always have dudes. They always have linemen, which is always a good place to start. That's why Billings West is good every year because they're always linemen are unbelievable. For sure. But uh, yeah, no, they, they kind of played out the chalk. It's funny too because Glacier had the hiccup against Butte and then in the back door, Butte ended up losing at the very end that got Glacier the one seed. So it's kind of crazy how that went away or went around because Butte was a pretty good team this year, but Glacier just kind of stayed steady after that loss. Well, I thought that uh, that was the main narrative for the semifinals in uh, the AA level was the most recent loss for all four teams was the turning point of their season. For right. Bozeman, it was last year in the state championship game. For Helena Capital, it was when they got destroyed by Glacier, and then they got on this roll and went all the way to the semis. For Glacier, it was early when they lost to Butte, and uh, who was the, the fourth? Oh, and then Gallatin, their turning point was when they lost to Bozeman in the right. midseason. So uh, the way you rebound from losses, it's very similar now to what we're seeing on Saturday. Right. How the Grizz responded from their loss to NAU, how the Cats have responded at least for two weeks from their loss to Idaho. 
I mean, that seems to be like a key factor. It's so funny. We get, we kind of got brainwashed by North Dakota State. Right. Because they went undefeated <laughs> multiple times. It's like, that just doesn't happen. Teams don't go undefeated multiple years in a row. Usually you lose one or two. How do you respond? Right, exactly. And I, I was used to covering those Billing Senior teams back in 16-17. Right. We did not lose, you know, for two right. years. And right. I think they went on 27 games in a row. And then we had Missoula Sentinel here for a little bit as well. Totally. And so it is kind of weird when you see these teams. And sometimes, yeah, we get a little ahead of ourselves and a team loses and we go, oh, that's maybe they're not as good. I mean, you know, another prime example on here is Columbia Falls. 100%. Lost man. two games, and here they are, you know, as a four seed in the state championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Class A bracket, on one side, I totally expected Dylan to be there. They're going to have to get past Lewistown to get there, but they did. They did that last week mm-hmm. uh, in fine fashion. But the, the top side of the bracket is the one that got completely wrecked. I mean, Columbia Falls went to Billing Central and beat them, and even though they were undefeated, and, and then they won again last week. So uh, I don't know where, where you at with Sea Falls, though, because it's fascinating. They... They're the four seed out of the West, but they have arguably the most talented player in the classification in, right. in the Schreiker kids. So, I mean, is it just a matter of them putting things together? I think so, and I think we did a preseason poll with Class A coaches, and most, if not all of them, if I remember correctly, picked Sea Falls to actually sure. win it this year. Um, I think they just returned a lot. They Kind of same thing. They always have dudes on their lines, and then Cody Schweikert is you know an unbelievable player for his dad. And so I think it's some of that. I don't know fully why they had the hiccups, because they lost to Whitefish, and yeah. then they lost to Dylan, actually played well against Dylan, who now it's about to be a rematch. And Dylan's always good. So, I don't know. It's probably just had to put some things together. And, you know, there's probably health issues we don't know about. Sure. Just things like that. I mean, Sea Falls always has good numbers. They got good tr- tradition. You know, they've been perennially pretty good. And they do have state championships to their credit. And then Jackson Schweiker, Cody Schweiker's father, he's been the head coach up there for a long time. So, uh, all those factors uh, certainly play. Okay, explain this to me. Florence is going for their third straight Class B championship. There's never been a three-time Class B champion, by the way. There's been 15 Teams in Montana history that have won three or more state championship games, but never has it been at the Class B level. I think part of that's a testament to the the depth in the classification. Part of it's because of how far you got to travel in Class B. Like sometimes right. the playoff games are just so ridiculously far from each other. But Florence is in the mix for this. They're going for their third straight. They're one win away. Why is this game in Manhattan? So I talked to Pat Duchesne. Uh, after they won their semifinal game and, or excuse me, after they won their quarterfinal Quarter game. game. yeah. And I spoke to him and I asked him what the situation was going to be because typically in these classifications, it's a rotation business where it's, right. okay, hey, so the West gets it. If no one from the West sure. is there and like seeds, go you know, South, North, East. I'm not quite sure the order typically, but right. it's like that. So B, I think, has typically done that in the past, but I, I haven't seen it this year. But I, So I talked to Pat and basically what Pat said, because... If it came down to two teams in the state championship team or state championship game and one of those teams hosted a year ago, they give it to the other team. And so mm. since Florence has hosted the last two state championships, which I think one of them, they held hosting rights anyway. I think it was their first one. It and was then, just coincidental that they hosted. Correct. Right. Yes. Okay. And then, and I think, and actually the last two state championships have been teams from the West. And sure. so Florence has been the number one seed. So they've had that, but because they hosted last year and are now back in it, then it goes to Manhattan this year. Man, that's wild. Yes. I mean, if you are a team of destiny, and I do believe that Florence is, and they've already defeated, they no, they didn't beat Manhattan this year. Manhattan's one loss was actually to Loyola, yep. but um, still, you have to say Florence is probably a favorite in this. But it's going to be a great game because you got an undefeated versus a ten and one team, so they certainly have both been competitive. But I don't know, I don't know what I think. We're going to get to that. Hold that thought because I want to talk about where we should play these games here uh, in just a minute. Kyle Hansen, KPAX Television, MTN, MontanaSports.com, in studio with us here uh, on Nuanas now. Uh, eight man, it's Belt versus Fairview. 
I mean, similar you know subjects. Belt is always competitive. I actually was surprised by this. I looked this up the other day. Belt's actually only won two state championships for football. Yeah, interesting. They've won so many girls' sports. Yes. They've been and they've been great in basketball, both sides. They've been in the state. Playoffs all the time in football. They right. played in the state championship a bunch, but they've actually only won two. I was surprised by that. Last year being one of them. Right, which is wild because yeah, it feels like they're there every year in every sport. Right, right. You know what I mean? But man, talk about Belt Fairview. I mean, it just feels like a destiny type of game because they played earlier this year. Yeah. And had a shootout and had a great game, and so it's just I just it's just like the perfect small town eight man football game. It's going to be an awesome one. And then six man is Freud Lake versus uh, Centerville. Mm-hmm. Have you seen these last two Freud Lake scores? No. Oh, so two maybe. Week, two weeks ago they had to score thirty six unanswered to win seventy nine. 76 right. over Chester That's Joplin right. Inverness. Then last week against Harlington Rygate Judith Gap, they scored 82 and still only won by 12. Right. So they have scored, do the math real quick, uh, 162 points the last two weeks, but they've also given up 140 something. Right. Track meets. <laughs> Just total track. Have you ever covered an eight man game? Or, or a six man game? I, sorry. I, only once or twice. Back in my day in the Missouli, when before Superior moved back up to eight man, I covered a couple eight, six man games with Superior, and it's they're amazing. wild. Man. They're so wild. It's it's the funniest thing ever because if you get like one or two athletes and then just like the biggest, meanest farm kids you can find, that's a state championship type team. It's right. six man. Right. And I, same thing. I saw Bridger play uh, West Bigonora back in 2017. Yeah. Same exact situation. Yeah. Uh, Bridger had all these athletes and West Bigonora had all these farm kids and they it, it's wild and total track meet, man. It's fun. Well, the, the I always used to tease uh, my friends that played college football and my brother as well who played for the Grizz for a couple years. I always used to say, well, what if you would have put you guys in six men? Oh, we would have dominated. We would have dominated. Well, Freud Lake's got a guy who actually is D1. Right. They got Mason Deathman. Right. That's why they score 82 points. He, he can't tackle everybody. If you, right. it, That's the part about six-man that's crazy is you just get the ball to that guy, you're going to score whenever you want. For sure. But if the other team just blocks that guy, they're going to also have a chance to score whatever they want. Exactly, yeah. Or you just key on him. You know right. what I mean? And right. then all these other kids will just have some kind of athlete that like kind of look at him. And But, man, linemen being eligible, things like that. I mean, six-man is just – talk about Wild West football. It's it's a blast, and this should, this should be a great game. I can't believe this the way Freud Lake's become kind of a power two at six man. Uh, super fun and uh, we'll keep you updated on all of this. We have this fun book that I always reference from time to time. Jeff Welsh's Montana Greats from Absorky to Zurich the greatest athletes from 264 Montana communities. So sometimes when we're talking just about these random outposts I like to just turn the page and see who Jeff has uh, pegged. So Centerville, we were on the seas already anyway so we'll just do Centerville real quick. Patrice Anthony, a cross country runner a three-time state champion. Anthony is in select company with eight other girls in Montana history. Four have won four titles. So eight have won three, four have won four. Uh, Patricia, Patrice Anthony, excuse me, she took three consecutive crowns, 1982 to 1984, and she still remains second and third all-time in the two-mile run, which was staged from 1976 to 1985. So those are the first inaugural cross-country meets in Montana. In addition, the 31 points Centerville scored in the winning Class C title in 1982 ranks the fifth lowest all-time uh, amongst a state meet. You're a cross-country guy. You, I am. You, lo- you love when they get the shout-outs. That's true, yeah. it's I, I like to get the shout-outs and they get the uh, low-scoring shout-outs, kind of like NAU did in the Big Sky Championships. Oh, man, how about the that? the perfect score. The you know perfect I mean? score. I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, it, when I was in high school, it was Bozeman. That yeah, was Bozeman right. High. So it was like Billings had good teams. We had good uh, good athletes, and so did, uh, but, like, I ran against Adam Peterman. I ran against Troy Fraley. Sure. I ran against uh, Zach Perrin, all those guys. And yeah. so, but Bozeman, every year, it's like they didn't have guys going, like, major level, but it would just be consistency, and you'd look at the top ten, there'd be four of them in there. They, <laughs> they won like ten in a row, and every single year I was in high school. Yeah, for it. I mean, one of, one of the great uh, sort of uh, 
displacements in all of high school sports right now in Montana is the Missoula Hellgate girls winning back-to-back cross-country championships because the Bozeman girls won something like 13 out of 14 Correct. before that. So right. uh, Missoula Hellgate uh, taking their place atop the throne, uh, even just for a brief moment in time, is amazing because the Bozeman girls' side has been one of the great dynasties uh, in cross-country uh, history. What, do you have a favorite small town in Montana? You, th- this is the one of the best perks about being a sports guy, especially if you're covering high school sports. You get to go to all these little places. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I was reading this, and I was, I was really kind of racking my brain. Two come to mind because of just growing up in Billings in the area. You know, I got to say probably number one for me is probably Red Lodge. Red Lodge is cool. I love Red Lodge. And Red Lodge, it's kind of crazy because with the way Montana has grown and kind of exploded a little bit over the last few years in terms of population, Red Lodge, when I was growing up, was one of those towns that we thought was going to be prime for that and still quite hasn't. It's still a little bit hidden gem a little bit, which is interesting. Um, I have some family there, which is great. And right there by the Beartooth Mountain Range and the Beartooth Pass, it's a beautiful spot. And then, you know, uh, I have a lot of family from Bridger, and I really Mm. like Bridger a lot, I've never been to Bridger. Bridger's, it's pretty. It's kind of low-key. So how do you get there? Where is it at? So Bridger, if you're leaving Billings going west and you take the exit to go to Laurel, and then you can, I I can't fully, uh, oh gosh, I could be messing this up. Now maybe I'm thinking of Red Lodge, but or how to get to Red Lodge, um, but it's kind of in that area. It's probably sure. like forty-five minutes from Billings, okay. so it's not okay. far at all. Okay, yeah. I, I just I, I know they've had great sports in the past, but uh, I just never knew where they were. I don't know my my choices. I I I, I love Pony. Okay, I love Willow Creek. I love Three Forks, um, and I love Augusta. Those are those okay. are those are my top ones. I like those. Uh, I got a shout out Cut Bank because I do like Cut Ooh, Bank and Cut stopping, and, stopping at the at the Penguin and yeah, the brewery yeah, up there. Yeah. And then I really like uh, Phillipsburg too because Phillipsburg, oh, Phillipsburg feel, awesome. feels a lot like Red Lodge. Too. Yeah, Fort Benton's on my list too. Yeah. I really like Fort Benton. Uh, Conrad is up, up there too, just because I have fond memories of Conrad. Conrad, I just go bird hunting there with my dad uh, in the falls. So uh, it's it's a great place. That's what makes Montana great. All the small towns. So anybody and everybody that's tuning in from a small town, uh, thanks so much for being here. There's going to be tons of people tuning in to the rivalry showdown on Saturday between uh, Montana State at Montana, number four at number three, outright Big Sky title on the line. It will be on MTN all across the state of Montana. KPAX locally here in Missoula. Kyle Hansen joining us in studio. He'll be on the sideline uh, as you... uh, have been racking your brain about this and planning all your stuff. There's always so many different things, so many different storylines, features. What do you like about this game? What sort of things are standing out to you uh, here early in the week? Well, kind of the obvious ones is just, could you ask for a better fairy tale storyline yeah. going into this? I mean, uh, Riley and I kind of talked about it on this week's Coaches Show, but it was, this game always feels big, but then when you have it coming down for a championship, a top five, potentially two seed in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, this it's like, a lot of people focus in on this game, but then a lot of the true fans are kind of seeing the whole scope of things. Like, this game matters beyond this game. That's right. You know what I mean? And that, to me, is the coolest part. Is Yes, there's the pageantry. This is going to be huge. It's going to be a great weekend in Missoula. It's going to be an awesome game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But the winner could prime themselves for a run in the national championship, and that, to me, is the biggest thing. One of my favorite parts about this is the loser of this game, nobody's getting fired. Right. So, for years, it was like, oh... This coach has to win because if not, he's going to be on the hot seat. Right. You know, and then we saw Rob Ash lose his job because of not being able to beat the Grizz. And then Bob Stitt loses his job because of not being able to beat the Cats. And I've always thought that part was overblown or ridiculous. Like, I understand that the rivalry is a big deal. But also, like, Rob Ash is the winningest coach. And and there's a lot of other factors that went into that. The program was kind of on the decline at the moment whatever. He's also the winningest coach in Montana State history and won three straight Big Sky Conference championships. And because they couldn't beat the Grizz... Is out. 
It shows the magnitude of it, right? No, it does, Which for is sure. crazy. But I because I agree with you. It's just, I mean, this game is important. It totally is. And, like, it sounds like coach speak when you say it's just one game and all that stuff. But it's like at the big picture of all this stuff is the national championship. And if you want to compete at that level. Because I think of two years ago when the Cats came in here, were favored, got blown out by the Grizz here in Missoula, still grabbed a seed and then made a run to the national championship. That'll espunge a loss to your rival pretty quickly because they were still playing you know, a month at past the, when the Grizz were. One thing I was talking to Ryan Tutel about earlier today, you can find our Tuesdays with Tutel on our YouTube channel, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as uh, you can find it on YouTube at the Skyline YouTube channel, as well as on SkylineSportsMT.com. So go check that out. It's up live right now. But one thing we were talking about is the way that the, the rivalry game went down last year in Bozeman and how much Montana State just ran all over Montana and how Montana, not only did they get physically overpowered, but they also, you could see the bubblings of the, the, the dysfunction and mm-hmm. they're yelling at each other, getting personal fouls. You know, Patrick O'Connell, Robbie Houck are freaking out on each other. And there's no, there was nobody to like salvage it. It was like watching a train wreck happen. Right. That colored, that like scarred Grizz fans and followers. And I, I think that that's why people freaked out so bad when the Grizz lost at Northern Arizona this year. Right. Because they thought... Here we go again. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. These guys, you know, they're walking off the field. They're letting Sam Vidlak get sacked 100 million times in this game. What's going on? Right. But then they changed it. So in your mind, as somebody that's been close to this team all year, what have been the big, biggest turning points for the Grizz to set up this big-time showdown? One of the things I've talked about and asked them in, in uh, press conferences, and some of this stems from my enjoyment of combat sports, is just like... The self, like self belief, is something you just you cannot like understate, yes. and yes. true self belief. And, yes. and the, when you watch fighters and you listen to fighters talk, they, they 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 there's no way they can fathom or picture themselves losing. Not even at all. It's never a thought of any scenario. They picture a million scenarios, and not a single one of them has them losing. That's kind of how I see the Grizz right now. Is they have so much self belief, and just it's honestly just guys just kind of filling into their roles. It is kind of like that super, or not superstition, but that cliche of like they don't really have superstars. They have a lot of sure. very good players, but they have a lot of guys who just truly are just doing their job and then making occasional plays. Like you have the Riley Wilsons, who's now racking yeah. up the sacks and things like that. And Clifton McDowell is turning into an absolute playmaker for these guys. And so you have that, but I think it's just honestly the belief they didn't really waver. They did change some things. You know, one of the things, definitely did. you look at the offense, the offense changed. Like, there's just no way to put it. Like, they finally started getting sure. more creative on offense. They started utilizing their strengths as opposed to just kind of doing the same old thing. They changed. And so that was one thing. But I think it's just self-belief. Hey, we have the talent. It's time to start maximizing it. But they also changed a bunch on defense, too, especially on the back end. And I think that's also catered to them playing, like they always talk about, right. our 1-11th, this, this team-oriented style ball. For the Cats... The only blemish on the resume so far, thus far, uh, during the Brent Vegan era, really, is when they came to Missoula and laid an egg a couple years ago. So there's a lot on the line for them as well. As we know, both fan bases take this so seriously, a lot of times too seriously. So if the Cats were to come into Missoula and get whipped again, I think that even even though Brent Vegan is 21-2 and in Big Sky Conference games, there still could be... Uh, some rumblings of people being like, what are we doing? This guy can't beat the Grizz. That's overplayed. That's, That's ridiculous. But... It still is going to be a factor. So, last thing for you, then, what do you think of the what? What is the key matchups? What do you think are the keys to uh, this football game on Saturday? How well you know, kind of threw into the wrench a little bit was the losing of Liam Brown against for sure. Portland State because Montana State's front is unbelievable. Yeah, you know their front and their linebackers and things like that. And so that's going to be key, I think, because it's it comes down to kind of what you're talking about, like who's going to dominate that line of scrimmage area with the Grizz losing a lineman. How is that going to affect? 
and help maybe the Cats' strengths. And on the flip side, how has Montana's offense truly progressed? How are they going to be able to maybe take advantage of some of the Cats' stuff? And then it's just strength on strength. You know, last year, like you said, the Cats ran all over them with that dual quarterback system. The Grizz defense has been playing very well. They have one of, the, I think, the top rushing defense in, right. in the big sky. So how are they going to match up with that? They've seen it. They got destroyed by it a year ago. So it's going to be about adjustments. So those are probably the things I would look at. But if you want to hear or see this guy again, tune in on Saturday. I know everybody that's listening to this is absolutely going to have it tuned, either in the stadium or at a bar or at the tailgates or at your house or wherever you might be. But it should be a fun week. Thanks for swinging by, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. I can't wait, man. I just yeah, We're both Montana guys, and just to be involved in the game is it's something special for it, sure. It absolutely is. No is now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. When it comes to the balance of the rivalry, the way that the pendulum swings... I would argue one of the ultimate moments was when Montana State came to Missoula and won in 2010 with a redshirt freshman quarterback from Texas. That man, Denarius McGee, joins us next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Roll the wild by the mile. I know I said I wasn't going to say it all week because I don't. That's what I don't call this game. But the segment itself is called the Brawl of the Wild by the Mile. It's sponsored by our great friends at Town Pump. They've kept us fueled up all season long. Caught up with an all-time great Bobcat earlier this morning. Well, it's rivalry week, and I told you guys all week we're going to have special guests that are former players within the scope of the Montana and Montana State rivalry. We're getting kicked off in fine fashion. One of my favorite guys, one of the all-time great quarterbacks in the history of Montana State football. And an assistant for the Houston Texans, Zanarius McGee, joins us now here on Nuanas Now. D-Mac, what's up, dude? How you doing? What's going on? Let's go. Let's go, Coulter. How's, how's life? It's good, man. It's great to hear from you. So proud of you. I've been following along ever since you, you made the jump into the NFL. So we'll, we'll only talk about you for a minute, and then we'll talk about some memories. But, I mean, just give people the update. You've been working there in Houston for a couple of years. How's it been going? What's life like in the NFL? You know what? It's, it's a one-week one week season mentality for us here in Houston. Um, we're coming off of a great win in Cincinnati against Joe Burrow and the good old Bengals. And what's funny is that I saw Cole Anderson yeah. before the game, and he reminded me that the brawl of the wild is right around the corner. Well, that's awesome. He got Cat Grizz connections within uh, the NFL. I mean, 
I know you're removed from the rivalry a little bit, but I mean, it, it must still stick with you. When you see a guy from the other side, it probably reminds you of a lot of different memories. No doubt about it. It reminds me of 2010, a 21-16 victory. <laughs> <laughs> but it reminds me of, but more than that, probably the miracle in Missoula. <laughs> For sure. As an assistant on the staff. Last question about the NFL, and then we will talk about some memories. I mean, the, Houston is uh, an upstart team right now, but I mean, C.J. Stroud has taken the NFL by storm, and, and maybe one of the surprises in the league is the Houston Texans. So, I mean, what's been what's been sort of the keys? I mean, what's it been like being a part of this staff and watching uh, the growth of a young team? Well, it's been incredible. The key has been pretty much our mentality in the building. It's a one-week season mentality for us. We just focus on doing everything we can do, scratching and clawing for one victory. This week, of course, we have the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray back in action. So we have to do everything we possibly can to operate with precision and make plays when they're needed to be made. Well, it's uh, it's awesome to follow along, and the NFL is definitely at its all-time height. It's just so crazy how entertaining all the games are and how close it all is. But that seems to be like the way that the rivalry games used to be, too. So, I mean, take me back. You remember, I mean, you just said the first one, that 2010 game, that's still, as a guy from Montana, one of the coldest games I've ever covered in my life. That was my first game covering. I, I guess I covered you guys for a couple games at that point when you were uh, just a freshman back in 2010. I mean, what do you remember about just the mindset going into that game? Because at that exact moment, the Grizz were 12-time Big Sky Conference champions, and it's it's colder than heck in Missoula. So, I mean, just take me back to the, the lead-up to that game and the things you remember. The first thing I remember was it was a championship opportunity for us. If we win, we win the Big Sky plain and simple. The other thing I remember is coming out of the tunnel and batteries hitting hitting some of my teammates' helmets Crazy. and beer being poured out. So those, those were the first thing, uh, things I remember. And then after that, once the game got started, it was great because we started off with a keeper to the right side through a keeper to Tanner Bleskin for a touchdown. And then Lorenzo Davis did an amazing job that day of running the ball. And thankfully, we were able to come out with a victory. We had a lot of playmakers on that team. So that 21-16 definitely sticks out in my mind. Well, you guys had success in Missoula a couple times because you went back there in 2012 and won again, I think, 16-7. to So what's it take to, to go into Washington Grizzly Stadium and have success? I think it's, it's a lot of... As I mentioned in the NFL, it's a lot of precision that you have to operate with within the game, within your calls, within the game plan. And it simply comes down to making plays, making big plays, knocking a ball off of someone. The turnover ratio is always vital in rivalry games. So whoever does that well and then scores in the red zone, or has more explosives, that's who usually comes out with the victory. Denarius McGee joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. He's a former two-time Big Sky Conference Player of the Year at Montana State, a three-time Big Sky Conference champion as a quarterback there for the Bobcats. 
Uh, that 2010 game also was sort of a launching point for you guys. Because then you went on, I think you went 21 and, and 3 the next three years in, in Big Sky Conference play. So, I mean, do you think that vaulted you guys? And I mean, how much impact do you think that particular win had just on the trajectory of the Montana State program? I think it had an incredible, an incredible impact because it built confidence with, within the organization that we can pretty much we could pretty much go anywhere and win a football game. But it was going to start off with our hard work throughout the week to get that accomplished. And once we saw that, hey, if we invest the time throughout the week and prepare like champions, then the result can be a Big Sky title. The result can be a playoff berth. The result can be competing for national championships. It's awesome to think back on on all those memories and then what the the Bobcat football program has continued to ascend too. I mean, you guys did such a great job of leveling it up and, and now here they are and, and they've continued to sustain that. So, I mean, do you, do you still follow along? I mean, how, how closely do you keep up with your alma mater? <laughs> Every week. Yeah, I love it. The great thing is that the great thing is that all of our games this year are on Sundays. So Sunday around noon central time. And with that, we have meetings on Saturday we're able to check scores in between our meetings. So I keep up with the Bobcats every single week. And I have ESPN Plus on my phone. Nice. So when we get a 30-minute break, I watch the games. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, I mean, you've been a part of football your whole life, and I mean, you played at such a prestigious high school there at Euless Trinity, and then, of course, for the Cats, and then a coach in college, and now into the NFL. So, I mean, how do you think the the Montana Montana State rivalry compares to some of the other ones you've been a part of? <laughs> I hate, I hate comparing anything. <laughs> when they when they say it's the biggest rivalry west of the Mississippi, hey, I, I'd argue that it's one of the biggest ri- rivalries in the country. Yeah. No doubt about it. Well, I know when you were assistant there, too, during the Miracle in Missoula, which is one of, like, the most unforgettable football games, period, rivalry or otherwise, that I've ever been a part of or ever been at. So uh, what do you remember about that afternoon, and what did you think of that comeback? It was incredible. 14 seconds left in a the game. During the one-yard line, they run the inside zone. Touchdown. Game over. Not so fast. Jeff Choate called a timeout. We gathered ourselves, said hut, bang, ball out, Derek Marks recovers, Miracle in Missoula. Wow. Wow. Vivid. That's a vivid memory there. Oh, man. i never forget it. I fell out of my chair in the press box. I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> when the ball came out, I was like, there's no way that just happened, and then it did. The, the fact that it was all Montana guys that made that play, too, so symbolic. So, I mean, just talking about that element, I mean, like they say, you know, the games you remember are played in November, but it seems like the plays and the players, all sorts of vivid memories about guys throughout the years. But in this game, it seems like you can really solidify how people remember you. That's without a doubt. I mean, this, this rivalry, really, that's how you make your name in the state of Montana. If you won't want to be remembered, win the brawl of the wild in November. That's what it is. Plain and simple. The only reason anyone may remember my name is because we beat these guys two times. And then as a coach, Jeff Choke did an incredible job and I was able to come back and help the organization 
win three of those. Three of the four that choke came out on top with. So this is the one. And this year, the stakes are even higher because the winner wins the Big Sky Championship outright based on my information. You got it. First time for the outright title in the history of the rivalry. Should be an amazing afternoon in Missoula on Saturday. Denarius McGee joining us here on Nuanas Now. He's a former Bobcat quarterback, former All-American, and now coaching down there with the Houston Texans. Denarius, thanks so much for being here, man. And best of luck containing that quarterback, man. Arizona Cardinals got Kyler Murray back. He's pretty he's pretty electric, but you guys got a pretty electric one as well. So best of luck on Sunday, man. But thanks so much for taking some time. Thank you. Go Texans and go Cats. Let's go. <laughs> I just love that guy, man. He's been he's been uh slightly different iterations of the same great hearted, decent man since I first met him years and years ago. I was always so am- amazed and impressed with his maturity, his perspective, uh his courage to come up from Dallas, Texas and and uh bear the winters in Bozeman for for 5 years. He's got an incredible story where he came from. I mean, he, he wasn't actually born in Texas, born in Mississippi, and he lived in this completely segregated neighborhood. Like he talked to, he told me the story about getting arrested and, and and escorted out of this neighborhood when he was eight years old, just because he was on the wrong side of the tracks and he happens to be African American. And what that did to his life and the way it impacted him in terms of his perspective and how he wanted to get along with everybody. I think that's why he rose to become such a wonderful leader and such a stalwart at Montana State, and certainly one of the great quarterbacks, not only in MSU history, but one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the Big Sky Conference, Narius McGee. Kicking off our series, presented by Town Pump, of all the former greats from both sides of this epic and historic rivalry. We'll hear from Dylan McFarland from the Grizz side of things later on in this show. But first, we got to get out. we got to talk to another former Grizz. But more importantly, the man who's spearheading our Vertical Rays Class AA Players of the Week, Pete Hamill, joins us. From Hawaii again. This guy's living the dream. Of course he is. Uh, he'll join us on the Rangers Brothers Army phone line right after this. Vertical Rays Player of the Week, Double A style, Class Double A playoff, semifinal style. Next, keep it right here. No one is now. ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country and you have full access to our full manufacturing shop you can look in the case you don't have to start out designing something you can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience jewelry design center now open in missoula at 2501 brook street across from the montana club jewelry design center your jeweler for life ESPN Radio. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Happy to be with you here on this Tuesday State Championship Week. It's rivalry week. It's one of the greatest weeks of the year every single year. We're trying to make it as good as we possibly can for you. I am Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Zool Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. It's time now for our Vertical Rays AA Player of the Week. We've highlighted various football standouts from across the state of Montana all season long. 
And now we have a state championship set. The top seeds in both the uh, West and the Eastern AA advance to the state title game. Bozeman, a resounding 43-19 win over Helena Capital in the rematch of last year's state championship game. And Kalispell Glacier, that tra- train keeps rolling as well. They drill Bozeman Gallatin 35-14. We're joined now, Rangers Brothers RV phone line, by our guy from Vertical Race, Pete Hamill, who's been contributing all year for this great segment. Peter, what's up, man? Are you lounging on the beach in Hawaii again? What are you doing, drinking pina coladas? No, man, I'm in the office putting in some work. Um, <laughs> Good. I realize I come to Hawaii, there's a whole bunch of people that live here that actually have to work for a living. <laughs> um, yeah. I just got a chance to listen to your interview with Denarius McGee, and it made me sick to my stomach listening to him recount all those Bobcat wins in Missoula. But um, that seems like a good dude. I'm glad he's doing well, and I hope they lose by a thousand on Saturday. <laughs> well, of course, Peter, a uh, former Grizz himself, so the rivalry uh, runs deep. Uh, any initial thoughts on, on this year's rivalry game? Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, I'm ashamed to say I would have I would have said the Bobcats are probably the better team, but I'm encouraged and excited about what I've seen out of the Grizz lately. Um, I think you know you and I have kind of talked about how maybe adding some more downfield passing elements has made a big difference. I mean, it, it opens everything up, and they look like a lot more complete team than I was seeing in in those earlier weeks. So I'm excited about that, and it's. Uh, it's a lot closer than I would have told you it was going to be at the beginning of the year. Well, the the fact that the Grizz have improved so uh, rapidly and steadily at the exact same time over these last six or seven weeks has been very impressive, and, and that's how you get to this point. That's how you get to uh, the first top five matchup in the history of the rivalry where both teams are ranked uh, inside the top five. We'll talk more rivalry stuff here coming up. Dylan McFarlane, former Grizz offensive lineman, will join us uh, in studio at about 5.30. We're also going to hear from Ty Gregorak, who's a defensive coordinator on both sides of these thing, of this thing. Excuse me, coached in 15 different rivalry games, so he certainly has firsthand and a quality perspective as well. But let's talk about the the, the uh, Class AA ranks, Peter. Uh, first of all, just in terms of the results, um, even though Helena Capital had a great year and, and Bozeman Galton had a great year, I don't think either one of us were that surprised that we're going to have uh, sort of one versus one here. But what do you think of just the way the semis played out? I wasn't surprised that we ended up with the teams that we had winning. I was a little bit surprised by um, the fact that neither of the games are really super close, it seems like. Um, you know, so, so that surprised me a little bit. But, yeah, you know, if you had to call it at the beginning of the year, I think the Glacier and Bozeman were the two best teams. And, I've been up to a couple of Glacier practices, man. Those guys, are they're big and they're good, and um, I, I presume that Bozeman is, is the same way, so it should be a good one. All right, let's uh, go through. It's funny because we used to have nominees from basically like all so six. So many things to talk about. Right. Yeah. Like it was like six or seven uh, winners from, you know, usually we we always try to gravitate towards at least, first of all, guys that have great performances in wins because we want to prioritize the winning first. But we used to have, you know, every week there'd be, six or seven teams or even eight teams if there was no buys that would win. So we'd have eight or, eight or nine candidates. Now we only had two games, so only a couple candidates. But who, uh, who'd you have your eye on this week uh, in terms of good performances before we get to our winner? It was tough to pick one person off the Glacier team. You know, I thought maybe a smart thing to do would be to give it to the entire secondary because Glacier had four picks and yeah. they held a really high-powered Gallatin offense to 21 points. So thought about giving it to those guys. I mean, across the board for Glacier, it's kind of the, 
the same guys for the most part. You know, Jackson Presley and Kobe Dorches and, and Kokichia all had touchdowns. Isaac Kime had a touchdown and a safety and a couple big catches, but outside of that, kind of the, the regular guys. And then the other guy we were thinking about was Brady Casagranda down there at Bozeman. Um, 86 yards and three touchdowns and kind of broke it open there in the third quarter. I think we're going to go with uh, with Brady Casagranda. Um, big game. Um, got them into the state final and kind of was the, the linchpin that, that broke that open. Um, so it, Brady's brother, Jake, got one of these awards last year. So this is the first uh, pair of brothers to have been awarded the Vertical Race Player of the Week. Congrats, Brady. We got a trophy for you. We'll get it down there. Well, very cool. Congratulations. Brady Casagranda, our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week. A6 yards and three touchdowns for the Bozeman Hawks. Kellen Harrison also played very well in that game, 17-19 and 19 yep. for 286 yards. So he did certainly uh, efficiently operate the offense uh, on the Bozeman side of things. And also got to say, uh, acknowledge Carter Dalkey as well because he had a great year, as did Reese Dalkey. Both the Dalkey boys played really well. And uh, Reese, he rushed for 163 yards and scored a touchdown for Gallatin as well. So uh, a lot of worthwhile performances. A lot of guys that had their names pop up on either the nominees list or as winners throughout the year, but our latest, Brady Casagranda uh, of Bozeman High. Pete Hamill joining us on the uh, Rangish Brothers RV phone line. He's coming to us live from Hawaii here uh, on Nuanas Now. It's our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week segment. What do we think of this matchup then between Glacier and Bozeman? I think it's going to be a good one. I, you know, being out in the West, my, my allegiance lies a little bit with the Wolfpack. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but um, it should be a good matchup. I think that Jackson Presley is an exceptional player. I think the Glacier's got talent all over the field, and they're big. And I don't know a ton about Bozeman, not as much as I should know, but uh, if if we're laying a bet on it, give me the Wolfpack. Well, it should be a really fun one, and I can't wait to see these two teams square off. It's always awesome when uh, you got – I mean, people love upsets. They love parody. They love all that. But when the seed's hold, it's one versus one. You're going to have yourself a great football game. There's going to be a lot of uh, triumph on one side, a lot of disappointment, but that's what makes sports – uh, so great. Another thing that makes sports so great is being able to fund it. And that's what Vertical Rays can help you do. Pete uh, works for Vertical Rays, so just tell people how can uh, Vertical Rays help them, especially when it comes to high school sports, high school football. I think the biggest thing that we can do, you know, in, in states like Montana and, and out here in the islands is it, we can broaden the reach of your fundraiser. You know, when you're cooking chili all weekend, you can really only sell that chili to people that are there in town. Um, but the internet gives us the ability to really reach out and broaden the reach and, and touch on family and friends that may not live close but would love to help. You know, I know when I get one of these from my nephew, I'm, I'm excited to be able to help, and it's something I wouldn't be able to help with otherwise. So um, that's what we do. That's where we try to focus, and, and we tend to raise uh, a lot more money than you thought you could for your program. So uh, in a nutshell, that's it. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, Pete Hamill joining us from Hawaii. He'll be back soon enough. He's coming back for the rivalry game. So uh, we'll probably catch up with you Saturday, man. We'll probably see you around next week, too. So uh, safe travels. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, man. I changed my flight to come back early so that I could catch the game. That's what a big game it is. I'm, I'm super excited about it. Go Grizz. There you go. Pete Hamill here on Nuanas Now. Our one of the books, hour two coming at you. Myself and Andrew Houghton will rap about the rivalry. We'll hear from Ty Gregorak talking all things rivalry. Then we'll hear from Dylan McFarlane talking some rivalry memories. That's all next. Jam-packed hour number two. Coming at you. New on us now. ESPN Radio. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.